everyone, and welcome to issue number 131 of the Bad County Funky Podcast. Tonight, we're talking the latest sci-fi original series, Happy, with an exclamation mark. Uh, then we'll dive into Netflix's own take on what would happen if we couldn't take down the King of Monsters in an original anime movie, Godzilla. Boo. <laughs> yeah, I'm early on that one, I know. You're early on that one. Yeah. Um, We'll, we'll talk current events as always. Uh, we'll have a secret question thrown in there. And as always, we'll have Dave the Beard of Menace. I can't cast that here. Really? I thought for sure you were going to take a line from Happy. Uh, I I couldn't think of any honesty on the on the spot. I was trying to think of like his like his little like um, Happy the Horse, of course, of course, but I couldn't think of anything. There so. was one Nick said. I can't remember what it is now, but it was like, I will get to it. Yeah. But I thought for sure you'd say that. TV's Casey. <laughs> Nice. Is that it? That's my a, best that's, attempt at a. That's a creaky door. That's a screonk. That's your Godzilla roar. That's a. Oh. I that yeah. was, I, I would not have gotten that. I was gonna either think a bad horse impression. It needs more slow resin yeah. on a violin <laughs> string. You're right. That's how they do it. Tie fighter and Godzilla, same exact sound effect. Same exact sound effect. Yeah. That's why you're not kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Different speeds. God. What else have I been missing in my life? And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, gentlemen, what happened this week or will happen? So basically, rumor, as always, a rumor mill is like going, 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 because we're hearing about the Han Solo movie and possibly getting a trailer for the Super Bowl. Um, after doing some research, it is confirmed that it may not be on the Super Bowl. It'll actually premiere on uh, Good Morning America on Monday. Really? I thought it was Super Bowl. The only reason why it may not be the Super Bowl because it's Super Bowl is not playing on ABC this year. Oh. If it was playing on ABC, then absolutely. But it's playing on a company not owned by Disney, so I don't know. I don't know if that would mitigate, like, because that's just a lot of eyes going on it. You know what I mean? It is, but I think they're looking at it as it's a Star Wars trailer for Solo. Mm. People are going to watch it like mad, no matter what. That's fair. That's you know. Fair. Well, I would I would disagree though because. Sure, we're going to watch it like mad no matter what. But there are a lot of like sports fans out there and stuff that they wouldn't go out of their way to watch it. I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> we even have nerds who wouldn't go out of their way to watch it. We um, all know Casey loves the sports ball, getting the thing to the other thing. Yeah, yeah. it's two things I'm super excited about. Football Yay. and the Han Solo solo film. Yay. I mean... Yay. Uh, and I said it before. I said on other podcasts. It's it. We weren't asking for it. Yeah. I wasn't asking for Rogue One. Rogue One was amazing. Sure. You know. Fair. Um. I mean, we have uh, Donald Glover in there, so I want to say he'll do a pretty good job as Lando Calrissian. Like he's a cool yeah. guy by himself anyway. He yeah. is kind of like Billy Dee Williams, where he kind of like bleeds cool in some way, shape, or form. So I don't know. I mean. I'm nervous. I, I really am nervous. I'm not like, oh, this is going to be awesome, man. It's going to be great. I'm still going to hold my breath, but... Or not hold my breath, but we'll see. Yeah. I have faith. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. You might, you know, die. Eat my ass. You need that. Uh, also, we got the very surprising news that the Red Dead Redemption 2 game will be delayed again. Again. This time with an official October 26th. 2018 release date but don't hold your breath don't we just learned this you'll die have you been listening um it was die originally supposed to come out, so it was originally originally f- 
fall 2017. We were supposed to have already had it by now. Then it was spring of 2018, and now it's not even spring of 2018, and they know it's going to be delayed even further. Uh, It's one of those things where you got to give Rockstar the benefit of the doubt, I think. Just like with Rocksteady with all the Arkham games, it's just going to be delayed. It's expected, but this many times is kind of sitting... Sitting a little uneasy with me. Maybe they saw some stuff they didn't like, or maybe I don't know. One of the voice actors just got up and quit, and they have to reshoot or re-record all that dialogue. I don't know. I can I can only speculate, but I'm just kind of bummed, you know. But with better news, Casey, what do you have? We've got an Ant Man and the Wasp trailer. Yeah, we yeah. yeah, we fucking do. Uh, this movie looks just as good as the first one so far. Uh. It's got a lot of exciting moments in it. It's got more shrinky-dink fun with giant Hello Kitty Pez dispensers and collapsible buildings that wheel around like suitcases. That was hilarious. Still don't understand how that works, but you know what? It's comic books, so I'm well, not going to It's probably them. self-contained energy source. But what about the plumbing? Self-contained water source. Where does the poop go? It shrinks. <laughs> it shrinks. So let me ask you this. If you shrink the poop... And then you shrink the building. Does the poop then get smaller than the original shrinking? I, I guess. Can you just? Well, what about all the tables? Subatomic. Like, is all the furniture poop. bolted down? Oh my God, Greg! You you just hit a whole new thing of philosophy. That that's why that's why Hank Pym in the first one was like, "Don't go subatomic. Don't go. Don't go that that low. <laughs> you won't like what you find there." And just poop it's as far the as the eye can see from from Pym Tech. <laughs> it was uh, during his Howard Hughes phase. There's a oh <laughs> there's a lot of other cool stuff in this trailer. Like it shows who I believe the bad guy is going to be, and that's the ghost. So who is the ghost? Uh, yeah, tell us more. Uh, the ghost is an Iron Man bad guy who is all about like the downfall of corporate es- espionage. Like, well, he's about corporate espionage by way of the downfall of corporations. <laughs> so he, he's. He's not quite your, bring it down, man, no more corporations. It's more like, I'm going to destroy your company, you greedy, money-making scumbag. It would be better if just he was a, against grandly. the espionage of corporations, because that just sounds like a yeah. superhero in some way. Kind of. Yeah, really bad. yeah, I don't know. The He's not <laughs> he's not really that bad of a guy. Uh, he was on the Thunderbolts for a while. Right. Um, but it's a in the comics, it's a guy, and he's like this really gross like emaciated creepy hmm. you know supervillain that can phase through walls and turn invisible and has all kind of uh, super sweet hacking powers but now it's a lady hmm. and that's kind of cool too hmm. um and you've also got lawrence fishburne as black goliath well, or just goliath well you, you know that like ghost is just going to be like the daughter of the original one or something like that yeah the show is like all about that with the, the whole, legacy yeah, the whole legacy stuff I mean, it's a DC movie you always wanted but never got. Yeah, right. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, I'm excited. It looks it looked really funny. Giant Pez dispenser. Can't go. Can't be mad about that. Um, yeah. A Hello Kitty Pez dispenser. A Hello Kitty Giant Pez dispenser. Yep, uh-huh. you're right. The um, it, it, it's retaining that humor which I enjoy, where it's like she has wings, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, oh, did you like develop that after my suit? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was great. We also might get a subplot where they go to rescue the original Wasp from the s- microverse. Well, isn't it Michelle Pfeiffer? Did I hear that correctly? Uh, I don't know if she's been cast in the movie, but she was in the original one, I think. No, she... Maybe? I don't think they did that. Um, no. 
I, I remember hearing this news, and it's terrible I'm going to be Googling it on the air, but I'm going to do that <laughs> now because I remember hearing, because I really want, I was really pulling for Catherine Zeta-Jones. Just, just cause, just cause reasons. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, you, you oh, get yeah, yeah. You get the world's finest Catwoman instead. Yeah, yeah, it is. What it is in fact want? Janet Van Dyne will be played by Michelle Pfeiffer. There you go. I'm mad about that. That's good casting. She played a uh, vigilante before. Uh, of sorts. I'm into it. Yeah. From DC to Marvel. Yeah, I mean that's that's the the trend, right? Yeah. yeah we've got Bat Batman as the vulture now. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a lot of things. That is absolutely a lot of things. I I always forget. I forget this movie's coming out. To be honest. Like I always forget because well, like Ant Man is one of those living, things, right? It's it's such a no pun intended small scale for <laughs> what we're waiting for because yeah. we're all waiting for Avengers right now. May fourth, baby, yep. yeah. or whenever it is. I think it's May. 4th. I hope it's May fourth for your sake right now. But you know, this no. year for sure. And then this this movie's just kind of like out there, and it's it's almost the same thing as the first Ant Man. I feel like, or it was right after that the Avengers movie happened, the first one. So we were like yeah. all reeling in from like this giant like team up, and then we have this little solo heist film. Yeah, which is kind of fun. And now it's a solo corporate espionage film. Hey, there we go. And speaking of films, Dave, what do you got? So there's talks with Illum- Illumination Entertainment, who did like Despicable Me and other like uh, semi favorite fun, and also Minions, semi favorite fun like animations, that they're gonna make a Super Mario Brother movie starring John Leguizamo. No, um. No, it's oh wait, he's dead. I can't say that. Yeah, I know. That's why I said John Guzamo. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why you quickly stop saying Bob Hoskins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. So really, there's not really much about it except for that we know there's gonna be a movie. Um, Illumination is gonna definitely start like be part of like of that. And I think the um, I forgot who this distribution is gonna be from. But we're getting a Mario movie. So yeah, we can't be mad about that. It's gonna be animated. No, I'm, no, not at all. In fact, this anime is even better. I just, I still have PTSD from the old Mario movie. Oh, dude, I just I have nothing but fond memories of laughing hysterically the whole way. I love that, that movie. movie. Really, it's so uh, bad. It's I good. like. Yeah, I like on a like unequivocally enjoy that film. I don't know. It's I, I, it's like what would happen if you tried to make a live action Super Mario Brothers movie? I, like, I don't do you know, have man. it be colorful and vibrant, or do you just go? You know what? It's weird. Let's just make it weird and have the guy from Easy Rider as Bowser. <laughs> like, what? what it's just, just, it's, just, it's just that, um, it's, I saw that movie as a little fucking kid. You know, yeah. we all did. Uh, yeah. It, and it yeah. just bothered me so much. So I was expecting, you know, what we got from Super Nintendo and whatnot. Not, yeah. right. I mean, there was like a, like a YouTube video that was released years ago called The Brothers Mario, where, um, Basically, someone took Grand Theft Auto graphics and they made a Mario movie about it, about the Mario Brothers being like two hitmen and they were hired by Bowser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was great. Like, I'd watch that. That sounds like it'd be fucking oh, awesome. That you like? Yeah. <laughs> that. I don't know why. Probably because it had like GTA graphics or it had like mafia shit, but it, it, it was funny as hell. You know. Yeah. I bet if you describe, you could probably describe the the Mario Brothers movie in a way that would get kids hooked on it like so fast. Where it's like, hey, do you know Yoshi's a fucking velociraptor? Yeah. Like, what? Well, so that, that movie was so off the deep end from Mario that when you got things that were actually Mario canon, like, I got a little excited about them. Like, it's like, oh, that's how they do the jumping. They got little jump boots. Yeah. Or, like, when Yoshi yeah, actually jump, is jump tongue. Like, at first, I'm staring at Yoshi. I'm like, that's not Yoshi. Having, like, 
drawn Yoshi hundreds of thousands of time times, and it's just like then he did the tongue. I was like, oh, okay, now he's Yoshi. He's got the tongue. It's fine, guys. We're we're okay. Now he just needs a little egg and a little baby on his back. We'll be we'll be good to go. Goombas being giant, eight foot tall, waddling idiots in suits, <laughs> playing harmonica. Yep, yep. You know that that happened to me once. Um, me and my buddy Scott were both like big dudes. We're talking to each other. Our friends. I was gonna say, when were you eight feet tall in a suit? Wait, wait, wait. Let, let, me, let me let me finish. Let me finish. So we're like just talking to each other, having a round conversation. Our buddy Tom, who's like your height, Casey, got behind me, started swinging me back and forth, and then I just went with it. And then he went. I didn't even realize he was doing. Then he goes behind Scott, sways Scott back and forth, and we're just swinging back and forth in unison, like two dumbass goombas. And there he is, laughing his ass off, and he goes, "You guys are fucking goombas." I didn't think that would work, but here you are, two nice. big assholes. Nice. That's it. Swing back New York Comic Con 2018. I'm going to be riding on Dave's shoulders in an oversized trench coat. Oh. <laughs> Try to get one ticket for two people to everything. That's it. <laughs> uh, the last thing that we have to, to really talk about today is Mario Kart is now officially coming to smartphones oh. everywhere. Yeah. News that broke literally seconds ago. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Um, that Nintendo, who has thus far, who's had a platform in which, in, in software in which would be perfect for handheld and any things, that they've they've been neglecting the smartphone market. They they've been dipping their toes in. Right, you have your Animal Crossing. Um, I'm gonna say Pokemon Go, even though Nintendo didn't really put that out. That was a couple different things, but like that certainly proved the uh, the potential success. They have Fire Emblem. They have Mario Run. They have a stupid amiibo game on there too. Like they have about four or five entries now, and none of them really as big as Mario Kart. Right. Um, so, uh, wondering with the success of the Switch, if they're feeling a little more secure in their position in the game industry, and if now they're like, oh, okay, our handhelds are not being touched as our bread and butter. Let's go ahead and release some of this stuff. And you know it'll be overpriced anyways. You know it'll be 15, 20 bucks. Easy. Just like that cardboard they're trying to peddle oh, us. Oh, God. I don't even talk about the cardboard. That's horrible. Um, <laughs> if this does not do well, I think that's it for Nintendo on smartphones. Depending on what kind of racer it is. If it's just an endless runner, I'll be so pissed off. Although, it would be, it would behoove them to have it have cross-compatibility with... Mario Mario Kart like on the on the Switch. I don't think it's possible though, from a technological it standpoint. Isn't. Yeah, it, it isn't. But I mean, like, I don't know. You could maybe get leaderboards, maybe. Yeah, that's about it. I I I would assume. But um, a lot of people are really like that have a Switch right now are looking forward to are looking beyond Mario Kart because there's no legit Mario Kart release for the Switch. It's just a rehash of the Wii U one with some extra stuff on it, I believe. So right. a lot of people are kind of just like want the next big after Zelda and Mario. They're clamoring. And now people for the Switch, like me included, want a new Pokemon game only for the Switch. That would be fucking fantastic. And that Switch would not leave my side, period. Yeah, what? I guess it really depends if handhelds are going to get phased out entirely, though. Like, is the, is the Switch the end of the Game Boy or DS as we know? Well, the Switch is a handheld. I'm going to gonna I'm going to say that. But it doesn't fit in your pocket. But yes, it, it fits. Can. It does. Yeah, but handheld isn't defined by your pockets. It's defined by your hands. If so you wear Jenko jeans, it'll fit in your pocket. That's true. 
That's true. Yeah, and Casey, you have not seen my movie-going jacket. That thing, <laughs> oh, yeah. that thing can fit a lot of stuff in there, and they could probably get the, that in there. The snack smuggler. The snack smuggler. <laughs> you know what they should do? Only I always say this because, like, they still at my job we have like um, we have a Wii set up and we have an N sixty four set up. Everyone still plays Mario Kart sixty four. Like they'll opt to go do that before playing Mario Kart on the Wii. Um, I cannot understand that because the one on GameCube is the best one. But what they would, what they should do, only because of like stuff like that, like maybe do like uh, remastered graphics of the GameCube version, any sixty four version on the uh, on mobile. Yeah. Mm. No, well, I mean, the, we'll, we'll no matter what they do, Rainbow Road is still going to suck, you know? So hey, Rainbow Road, no matter what, will suck. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, we'll just have to see what will happen with this. Uh, Mario Kart, I think, is going to be the end-all, be-all. If it doesn't do well, if it does do well, it could open the floodgates. Um, and I think that will really solidify, I think, Nintendo as a phone developer, as an iOS or Android developer, which will be very interesting to see. Um, yeah. And that might even change the game itself of mobile gaming. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's all. Just think of all the integration both your Switch and your phone could have with Nintendo. So, I mean, like in all honesty, the Switch is just an iPad with it controllers really is. attached to it. With with a, yeah. and this is why I say it also say it's it's uh, definitely a handheld. It's an iPad with two controllers attached to it with a docking station that just mirrors the display to the TV. It's a game vice. It's a game vice. Well, yes, game vice was suing Nintendo. Yeah, (laughs) because if you look at a Switch, you look at a game vice on an iPad Mini, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, essentially, Um, joystick's a little different. But yeah, I mean, so ultimately, we'll see what happens with the whole Nintendo and the whole uh, Mario Kart coming to smartphones. We'll see if it plays well. We'll see if they skip the gimmicky using the motion on the phone to steer a car which i'm gonna blow my brains out if that's the only way you can steer it um and speaking of blowing our brains out <laughs> excellent let's Good talk about played, let's talk about happy let's, oh. let's do that what a roller coaster of a show right. and what's fantastic about it is you knew exactly the ride you were going on within the first five minutes oh yeah when he blows his fucking head off and starts pop locking and shit, like you knew exactly what oh, yeah. you were in store for, and it was amazing the entire way through. It had like a satirical Fight Club vibe to it. Yes, like if David Fincher tried to make a comedy, this is what we would get for sure. Um, not a lot of people know, including myself, until Casey pointed it out, which I didn't learn until today when I decided to research more about um, it. That Happy is actually based on a uh, graphic novel series. It's only a four-issue... Comic book, Greg. It's well, if, it, if it's collected afterwards, it's a graphic novel. Uh, I mean, right? listen, this, we can this dance isn't, around. This isn't in the semantics, boys. Like, uh, no, it's not just semantics. I'm drawing the line in the sand on this trade paperback graphic novel business. Graphic novel, if it's intended to be published the one time as a full serialized volume... Versus trade paperback, a collection of single issues, which it was. Fair, 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 fair. I'm sorry. It's just people are trying to like give comic books a name that gives them way more literary merit than they already have. Yeah. Like, fair. Just because it's a comic book doesn't mean it's less valuable to be read than a 
graphic well, but novel. But it might just identify as a graphic novel. You don't know. I mean, listen, we live in strange <laughs> times. Anyways, anyways. Uh, so it was, it was a comic book series, only four issues, uh, written by none, none other than Grant Morrison and illustrated by Derek Robertson. And what's interesting about this, Casey, is I was watching it this morning. I was catching up. I waited for the last two episodes for this morning to watch because I knew I had today off. And I saw, yeah. for the first time, I paid attention to the credits. And I saw uh, Grant Morrison credited it. And I was like, that's weird. I wonder if this was a comic. And then took a nap for three hours afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and clear forgot Just about like it. Just like Sax would. Just yeah. like Sax Wow, how interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't help that I, I was watching Godzilla afterwards. Might have induced the nap a little bit. But, uh, but we'll get to uh, that. We'll get to that. Um, so I found that very interesting and it didn't, doesn't have a Grant Morrison feel. It has more of like a Mark Millar feel for me. I was going to say a Garth Ennis Yeah. Feel. Okay. For, yeah. Similar, similar. Cause it's got the ultra violence yep. and it's drawn by Darren yeah, Robertson. Right. <laughs> um, so it, that the series came out in 2006, I want to say the book was in 2012. Really? I've, I listen, I had never heard any buzz about this. As far as I know, it's just a an unre- it's a fairly unremarkable comic book by two A list professionals working in the industry. Well, it, w- it was done. It was published through Image as well, which like yeah. they can be pretty hit or miss too. Yeah. Sure, and I mean, how much do you really expect out of a four issue miniseries? That's fair. I mean, it's not like this is something that's been going on for a while and got has like people are like it's not like invincible which has been going on for 10 right, years right, or right. walking dead right. or you know something that's got enough traction in the comic book world where people will have maybe heard of it before yeah. um it's you know like you said i think we bounced this before the show they were probably just fishing for any property they could get their hands yeah. on and they're like this is a cool enough premise like let's let's just polish it up and expand well, it. especially with like a lot of um old old school no i say old school but it's not really like disney in the afternoon stuff coming back like you have ducktales i feel like they like this, this has like a darker shade of the show bonkers for me yeah Which, like you know you have your gritty super serious like kind of off the rails detective and a cartoon sidekick like yeah. it, or roger or rabbit roger rabbit, like roger it, rabbit it has yeah. those vibes for me and, and i think that now that a lot of these other things are coming back, they're just like, well, we want something that is maybe going to capture that nostalgia, but also kind of be its own thing. And we can just do whatever we want with it. We have a baseline like I, premise and we can do whatever after that. Like for me, like I didn't like, I didn't get like those like feelings from it. I felt like it was its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I got so many vibes from other yeah. stuff. Like in her mind, I mean, just because probably because the subject matter was so like outrageous, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. And I just love the way I would just, I just love describing this to people. Like at first it'd be turned off when I said it was on the sci-fi channel. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's like, oh, and I'm like, no, so this is about a cop who's about to kill himself. And this little girl gets kidnapped and an imaginary friend shows up and they go on a murdering rampage in the city. And they're like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. It's yeah. like, it is. It really is. Did I mention um, the, the cop or the hitman is Christopher Milani and Patton Oswald does the voice of the imaginary friend? And he, I, he, he does crazy so well. Like oh, a, yeah. a buddy of mine. He's almost typecast as a crazy he's either person. He's either Oz, off the deep end. Wet Hot American Summer. I mean. But, but he's also like he could also be typecasted as that super serious stoic cop type when he was in yeah. SVU forever. Ever. Yeah. Right. It's just that. Well, here's the thing. Typecasting aside, 
it's me and my one of my buddies always had this disagreement where he said like anyone could portray crazy really well. Yeah. Um, so he said like Heath Ledger never should have won the Academy Award because anyone could have done that role. And I disagree. I'm like, no, because there's two ways to do crazy. Either really well, like someone watching will think we the jury find the defendant crazy, or like they're trying to be crazy and it doesn't work. Like they just they look like they're acting, you know. Mm. And he did it really well. Like the, just the look you get on his face. Yep. And the one line Happy said to him that just made me laugh, or I missed like the rest of the show, was um when he found out that they're at the poker game and he found out Happy could see all the other cards. Mm-hmm. And in the bathroom, he's smiling at him with that that grin. Yeah. yeah. And Happy's like manic look. Yeah. And 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 Happy's like, you look like someone who's using a smile who doesn't know what a smile was made for. <laughs> and he was right. Like, yeah, he really did have that look. And it it's just you know it's really just being crazy is really hard to do just with a look. Sure. Sure. And he was able to get those looks, just like that that look in his eye or that that deadpan face or just anything he did is just you know he was like fucked up. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what I found very interesting, I did like going into this show, I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. I, I heard it would gotten, I, I think I started watching it three or four, three episodes in solid three. And I heard a lot of hype around it. I, I like Christopher Milani and almost anything that he does. So I knew same with Pat Oswald. Oswald, like they're just great no matter what like Patton Oswald was great in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that's not the best show <laughs> like he just he knows how to make a good performance out of even maybe anything. a not great yeah out of anything right so I was already kind of hyped about that and then within just like Dave was saying within the first five minutes that, that whole scene where he like envisions blowing his brains out and it's just like the dark offset with the goofy and those crazy effects. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm down for this. And just his mannerisms, how he speaks, his, <laughs> his ingenious way of capturing his, uh, his targets. Oh, God. It was, it was <laughs> all just wonderful. And it kind of had me going from, from there on out. And it got to a point <laughs> where when I got to episode six, I was just like, I can't. It was left on such such a cliffhanger because that was um, when he's reunited with Happy. They, they, yeah, yeah. That I didn't want to have to wait a week for this episode seven cliffhanger, so I just held off mm-hmm. and waited till it was all done, and just like plowed through it. It was it was great. It was awesome. Um, what and did, that's binge watching, man. It prevents you from those emotionally high tense moments. Yes. Uh, what was your imp- impressions uh, or expectations going in, Casey? I had nothing. Um, I waited until it was finished before I watched okay. it, as I do with all things. Yeah. Because who has the time to commit to something week to week and remember when it's on yeah. on actual television? Um, forget it and sit through commercials. Give me a break. That's why you, you DVR and you fast forward, but then you fast forward too far am, and then you got to rewind. I am a I am a proud cord cutter, my friend. Anyway, I saw the whole thing in one <laughs> shot, and I had absolutely no pretense going in, other than a lot of hype I was catching off of Twitter, because I follow both Christopher Maloney and Patton Oswalt, and obviously they're going to plug the show pretty much every opportunity they can. Um, and they both do it in a very cool way. You know, whether it's a quick tease or otherwise, it's not, you know, annoying. It's not like a Woody Harrelson Reddit AMA, you know? Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, 
I went into it with zero expectations, and I was hooked immediately from the start. The show is like a combination of The Big Lebowski, Toy Story, Preacher, The Boondock Saints, and, yeah, I guess Bonkers and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's just, it takes so many crazy elements and and blends them all together. You, You get this insane crime mystery rescue show where the you know uh what's the word for a second protagonist deuteragonist i don't know you're being too smart Latin. stop i'm being way too smart you're making my head show. hurt casey stop yeah. it yeah your your second protagonist is a is a 3d rendered cartoon character yeah. i don't even know what second that, means yeah that that you know your main guy is acting off of when there's nothing there and it honestly it doesn't even look like he's holding like a a fake prop at any point like he's probably just like holding his hand like slightly open like even the the part where he like throws away the partner sign i'm like this is so well done but i i just imagine he's acting with open air (laughs) yeah probably yeah you know um but it was incredible i i I love this yeah. show. I'm I'm and, really looking forward to. It. And uh, Adam in the chat brought this up, and I was going to wait a little bit longer, but um, they, it has been given a, a second season as of January 29th. Yep. Oh, so good. That's, that's definitely definitely happening because they left that wide open um, plot thread that didn't exist in the book. Not really. Anyways. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's demonic possession. Well, but what? Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. So, um comic versus the show i'm gonna rearrange our our show notes just really quick now but comic versus versus the show the comic which i literally just finished reading is super short it took me like an hour not even it's a it, quick it's a read. very quick read um the beginning hit is pretty much the same thing as what's in the show there is no him coming back from the dead mikey coming back from the dead there's hmm. no no password real exploration of his partner yeah she's just a lot more sinister yeah she's like yeah he, pretty much up until yeah. the end yeah and then she like redeems herself for no reason um yeah. there the santa from the show is way creepier than the santa from the book yep and i just want to say this that's gonna be my new cosplay that's so creepy <laughs> very bad santa yeah. oh why they're getting the kids is kind of the same thing, but way less highbrow. Way yeah. less. It's it's pretty much your typical child trafficking yeah. deal. For, this one, it's it's all about the presentation and the yeah, spectacle, yeah. and it's it. This show gets real weird real yeah. fast in those last couple. Of I was. It gets real not safe for work real yeah, fast. Yeah, it does. Like I'm watching it at yeah. work, and all of a sudden I get a face full of ass, and it's yeah. like normally I wouldn't mind, yeah, yeah. but. I'm at work and it's like, oh shit! Yeah. I gotta. Yeah, smoothie gotta is in it, oh. but and I thought for sure why they call him smoothie would show up in the book. Nope. 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 Blue is completely different. But it shows up it in shows the show. Up in the show, absolutely. I bet, I bet you're wondering why they call me smoothie. So Actually, I never never thought about that. Never wondered. I don't care. You basically have the simple premise of what Dave described as the book. Which is Hitman used to be a cop for whatever reason, which we'll discuss a little bit. Um, was disgraced, and he's just a drunk kind of wandering. Encounters a magical blue unicorn, flying unicorn, <laughs> as an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. 
goes to save the girl at first on uh, first he's unwilling to do so and then right. he tur- comes around once he realizes that girl is his daughter um that's it that's that's the book rescues the daughter done i think he dies yeah oh, really it's a he very sin it. city yeah, he... it's a very sin city kind so, of ending. Like, not only does he have a bad heart yeah He's armed with a single gun, a trench coat. Well, I mean, so you, you, it's like the same. You, you thing. can tell that Hugh is based off of Hardigan. It's it's yeah. it's uh, it's just like oh, like Grant Morrison just wanted to write a Hardigan story, but yeah. like couldn't for whatever reason. Side note: Why haven't they done that with Sin City? Have like a a who's who a list of people just writing Sin City stories? Uh, because they're probably trying to see how Watchmen does. <laughs> yeah and that reaction is probably why they haven't done that yet maybe yeah before Watchmen was very uh, I didn't read any of it I'm just like I would rather preserve my my, my Watchmen experience as a positive one yeah. yeah I have it upstairs too like my friend let me let me tell you something don't read Doomsday Clock then yeah I, I you you know my feelings on post <laughs> New 52 DC yeah well this is also post new 52 post rebirth yeah like coming out now yeah, i know I, I see the ads all over the place it's wild yeah, i don't i don't care for it but you're we're, we're getting, getting way off base um so the the um the, the fact that they announced a uh, second season two just gets rid of my last bullet point which is pretty funny hey cat butt Yep, Dave's got a cat butt on the screen. That's awesome. Uh, you see, you see that, right? Just I hope everyone else sees it. Cat's there. I don't know if you can see it on the overlay yep. though, but you can totally see it. I can see it. That's all that matters. They saw like by. It. Cat butt. It's poking. Um, <laughs> out of five stars, what would you give the show? Oh, five. Absolutely. Five out of five. Oh my god. Like yeah, I'm giving it a five yeah. out of five. And and what I like is they touched on. So Jen's really big into like um, reality shows, Real Housewives of whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Jen watches those fucking shows, mm-hmm. and I love that I had that in there for whatever reason. It was a nice surprise, and I love that the producer got shot in the face. I've never let out such a loud, audible roar in my life. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he was just like bah through the face, and he shoots the other chick like outside. It's yeah, it had everything I've ever wanted in a show. Yeah, and great one-liners too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of which I can remember. None, none of which I can remember right now, but yeah, they do have them. Absolutely. I mean, there are two scenes that definitely stick out heavily in my yeah. mind. Uh, one where, well, all the scenes with the hooker first. Yeah. Time, where she's blowing the guy in the was it a shrimp suit or a lobster suit? Both. Okay. One was yes. a shrimp. No, I think it was a shrimp suit, and the other one was like a. Well, the second one, the second one, she was in a bear costume, and that's because it was right out of The yeah. Shining. Oh yeah, which is it's just amazing. Because yeah. <laughs> they they held the pose for so long, and then the dude just gets up and bolts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like everything about that was funny. Like she's still wearing the bear. Like you don't know that it's yeah. her right away <laughs> when he goes to confront them. And like the like the butt flap of the costume is still open when she walks away. Oh god, just it was like hit after hit with that. <laughs> um. But then there was also when Happy is is torturing oh, the, I love um, that. Oh, the the mitten a, yeah. imaginary friend, and it's the scene right out Reservoir of Dogs. Uh, Reservoir yeah. Dogs. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Complete oh, with the God. dancing too. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um. It's. I like how the imaginary friends though. They didn't look fake or stupid. Yeah, they looked like kids actually. Like, like there was that pile of sticks, 
And at yeah. first I was like, is that a pet? And then I was like, oh, it's probably like a poor kid. Yeah. 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 I was like, man, that's really cool. Or or the Billy West voiced triple headed oh, pink dog raspberry. Oh, God, I hate that thing. <laughs> Fuck that. So like the thing about that. So um, for those of you who haven't watched it, sorry, we're spoiling everything. But uh, essentially the whole how Sax get introduced into this whole thing is a mob boss orders his nephews to be killed. Uh, th- mm-hmm. Three of them. He wants the fourth one to kind of live because he knows the password to get the family fortune, essentially. Um, Sax kills them all because they're all just there. Well, he thinks he kills them all. Mikey lives and there's this whole wild goose chase. He has a kid. The uh, the mob boss has a kid. Yeah. And um, he seems normal at first until you get to his imaginary friend and what he does with imaginary friends. And I didn't realize that that was the same kid until the end of that episode. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just me kind of like half paying attention to what the kid actually looks like, or if it's supposed to be a surprise or what, but it was the, it was such a cool surprise when, um, you see sacks there on it, about to get shot in the head, about to get done in. And he's saying like how, like the only person to believe in him was like his kid's imaginary friend. And Happy can hear all this through the air vent as he's about to get tortured or has been tortured. Mm-hmm. And it just makes this really cool murderous scene with, with Happy's horn. <laughs> just guts I, him. I love that, like, you, one would think that Happy would be a positive influence on him and not think of the ramifications of Sack's um, influence on Happy. Which is like starts murdering dudes. I, I mean, it took him almost committing suicide by train. Yeah. <laughs> that that part was kind of in the book too, kinda. Yeah, kinda. So like, there's a point where although it was it was on a, it was train. On a train. Yeah, he didn't try to kill himself, but it was like it was interesting to see what they pulled from the book and what they decided to leave yeah. out of it, or they tried. Like the whole the whole first issue is almost a, a shot yeah. for shot recreation of the first yeah. episode without the blowing himself in the head dancing yeah yeah that's not in there but everything Pop from walking. them trying to get him at the at, in the hospital yeah. the opening scene with him killing the mob guy's yeah. kids i mean meeting happy meeting his partner again just almost identical yeah. so <laughs> the kid is like torturing torturing like this so they make a support group for imaginary friends and then those that are desperate enough go home with billy west essentially his character and they play russian roulette they do all this crazy shit and when they're done (laughs) mr pancake and when they're done with you they crucify you to the wall and that's where you like some sick some sick mix between buffalo bill and like jigsaw it's it was awesome I don't want to die. But horrible. But <laughs> awesome. What I think is, so we're going to move along and talk about Godzilla in a minute. Um, my favorite. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not for very long. No. We made the graphics for it. We got it. Yeah. My favorite part or aspect of this show is at the end. Um, it's a happy ending, more or less. We won't find out what happens to Mikey until season two, probably. Blue, all that stuff. Um, Sunny, what's his name? Sunny Shine, Sunny, yeah, Sunny, Sunny Shineberg. Yeah. yeah, we will find out all that stuff until probably season two. But um, God, yeah, punchable face too. Like, oh, God, oh my fuck god, that guy. 
Dude, he's like Rainbow Randolph from Death to yeah. Smooch. Like a million times worse. Rainbow uh, fucking Randolph. We won't find out about that whole conspiracy until probably next season. But Haley gets a happy ending. And it was kind of yeah. sad where like she outgrows happy. Yeah. So he disappears and yeah. she kind of remembers but kind of forgets. And she has the feathers so she'll always remember that kind of thing. And then he reappears to Nick. And... All of a sudden now, Happy is swearing a lot more. He's like just a bit different. So I'm wondering if that's the same Happy or if he just envisioned a brand new one. I think it's the same Happy. I don't know. Or does the (laughs) imaginary friend take on the personality traits of that person who needs him the most? Well, because he was already taking on his personality traits at at the end of episode, I think, seven when they're about to be tortured. Because he did the same like eyebrow thing, like when he looked at the camera. Oh, fair, um, fair, 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 yeah. That's so fair. they already he he already was taking on like and even like <laughs> one of my favorite scenes when like Happy's like in the car like freaking out and, <laughs> and he's like what what you you killed someone yeah you oh, yeah he's like I'm cold can I snuggle you and he's like I, I guess sure and he's like I'm still cold can you snuggle me more and he's like what the hell's wrong. You killed someone, didn't you? I know that. Look. <laughs> I know that look anywhere. This is wonderful. There's a twinkle in your eye. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It, I was kind of hoping though. Like I like that Patton Oswalt and Happy will be a part of season two, but I was kind of hoping that he just came up with his own. That was just like a mirror image of himself, but in imaginary friend form. Oh, just a tiny Christopher. <laughs> it should have been a, a can of pea soup. Oh, uh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that would have been wonderful. Um, voiced by the same guy too. Yeah. Uh. H. H. John Benjamin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love that guy. Um. Ultimately, I I give this. I'd say four out of five stars. Very few things will get five out of five stars for you. But there I, wasn't a dull moment in this, man. I can't. That's true. I can't fault it for anything. So I that's have to true. give yeah. it a. a top I I marks. really loved it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Would I watch season one again so soon? Probably not. And that's to me what gauges of a uh, five out of five versus a four out of five is instant replayability. Like, sure, I can go through and pick out little moments and, and see kind of what's going on and, and all the illusions. Like, when um, we see the blues boss in the insect suit at first, and there's subtle hints to his identity in, in that monologue that he gives. Because he goes, what do bugs hate the most? And I think blue says the light. And it, we know now that it's sunny shine. Yeah. And he goes, no exposure. So, like, blue always has these references to his name. And he immediately rejects it and corrects him, which is pretty cool. Um, moving right along. I don't really don't want to talk about this. Um, <laughs> and that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Godzilla. Don't watch the Netflix Godzilla. It's very disappointing. <laughs> so we have, yeah, this got a lot of hype, too. Like well, Anytime I, yeah. Godzilla comes back, it's hype because they don't do it as much as they used to. Yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna say this. I love Godzilla. I think I've seen almost every single one. Maybe not, but a fair amount. Yeah. I hated this one. I have never seen an anime well, suck its own dick so much. So I'll I'll say this about it. Wow. Um So this is was supposed to be a movie. Or it was supposed to be a, a series, not a movie. Uh-huh. Um and Netflix decided to make it a trilogy. So part two and three are going to come out. Um, great for those of you who have not watched it I will save you the hour and a half right now 
uh, I would I can best categorize it as what if we couldn't stack up as a human race and get Mecha Godzilla to work and we had to flee the planet. That's the premise of this show. Godzilla wins. We lose. We leave the planet with a host of alien race, like with an alien race that's slightly taller than us and their ears. Like if you get like an elf in a person's ears, well, not really though. But like, like if you like picture this, you have a slider, right? On one end are our ears. On the other end are elf ears. It's like 40% towards the elf ear is there. It's weird. They're rounded, but they're, I, I don't know. I didn't like it. Don't worry, there's that, that that second alien race that had like the weird like hairs going on their face. I, I didn't mind those as much. That just reminded me of Jet Jet from uh yeah. Cowboy Bebop. But um even similar kind of voice too. So we're human race is out wandering space and we're just ran out of resources to the point where they're shipping old people off to die in space. It's Wally, where instead of it being mostly yeah. our fault, it's Godzilla's fault. It's all Godzilla's fault. <laughs> Godzilla. So they decide that they got to go, like, just like in Lost, they got to go back to the island. They got to go back to Earth, and they just got to figure it out. They've been gone 20-something years, so they think. They come back, they've been gone 20,000 years. Thousand because years. of the way fold space works, and yeah. they spend a lot of time trying to explain it, and I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. So I had to, I I watched this movie twice. Why? To prepare for the Me show. Me too. Because I zoned out. It took me four sittings to watch the first one. And I zoned out so much that I had to. Do, and I still zoned out on the second viewing. And it took me less times. But Could it possibly no, be because no. Godzilla doesn't show up until halfway through so the he, film? So here's the thing about this, right? Um, I'm not a, I don't know if you guys are. I'm not too big of a Godzilla fan. I love a good monster movie. But I'm not going out of my way to go see Godzilla in theaters. I didn't go did out you, of my way to see. Did you see Shin Godzilla? No. Okay. No. Um, I didn't even go out of my way to to go see King Kong in theaters, which I actually saw that movie last week, and I very much enjoyed Kong. That movie was so cool, and I wish I saw it in theaters. Really fucking cool. But um, this did not do anything for me other than put me to sleep a couple times. Yes. It was too heavy on the exposition. Um, It was... They had really cool characters... Like, I love that uh, the main character uh, is just the angriest person in anime, no. period. It was like, like the whole thing was a cliche. Like, oh, the main I, character I love was that like, cliche, though, where he's the just the hot blooded so anime protagonist. I love Yeah, It's our it's planet, and destiny. we're taking it back. Yeah, but we're dying. It's my it's destiny like, to fight them. Nah, nah, nah. I love, it's, I love the, that. That protagonist just makes for good action sequences because they're so passionate he's fucking throwing people into walls that guy has one thing in life that he wants to do and he wants to fucking kill godzilla with his bare hands he can't because he's a person but you know that if he could like ultraman it and and get that power he would just totally bane to batman godzilla absolutely um and it just makes sure that's where things got interesting is they spend an hour getting back to earth of an hour and a half movie. And then they take on Godzilla or then this is what I'm confused about. Cause they take on Godzilla and they kill it. But was that baby Godzilla? Yes. Yeah, it was a baby. It's, Godzilla. it's Godzilla junior. Okay. I couldn't figure out if it was baby Godzilla 
or if like Godzilla pulled the doomsday and just like evolved after death to a point where like that he, method would work. He's anymore. like 10 times as big. Yeah. It was, I was very confused. Very, very confused. Uh, that, that was the first time. The second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I think that's baby Godzilla and this is actual Godzilla. I'm pretty sure now. Yeah. And like, I, I watch it twice also, but for another, a second, a different reason. First time I watched it with just an English in like, in English audio, because mm-hmm. they want to read subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie was stupid. Like, the dialogue was fucking stupid. Yep. I'm like, you know what? Let me watch it in Japanese with English subtitles. There's probably more to it. There has to be. There wasn't. It was the same exact yep. fucking movie. Yep. I was shocked. Cause usually, when you watch it and it's in Japan, it, when it's in subtitles, you usually get more story, you know? Um, <laughs> like, I don't... I. I am fully on the sub versus dub train. Dub mm-hmm. if I can get it fully. Because A, I don't want to read subtitles. But B, I have found that the animes that I watch, the American dubbing is really good. It's very well done. This is true. Cowboy Bebop is one of those. Cowboy like Bebop. The, the American dubbing is fantastic. Dragon Ball yeah. Z, I love the dubbing on it. Uh, Naruto, besides Naruto's voice, has pretty good dub- dubbing on it. Full Metal, it's great dubbing. Oh, true, yeah. Full, um, full Metal. Yeah. No, no. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. I, I, I did that wrong. Fuck. Fuck. Sorry, Jason. Um, there's an anime on, on Netflix. It's called Full Metal. It has great dubbing, too. I don't know if you guys heard about it. But it's the first time we're talking about it on the show ever. There. But, um... Got it. It's... It, the movie was... It just... It tried being too philosophical, and Godzilla isn't philosophy. The first one was, yes. Yeah. Because, you know, there was about, like, they unleashed this unholy thing upon themselves. Right, right. But... It wasn't as try to be as philosophical as this, yeah. And it failed at just being philosophical, yeah, like hard. Yeah, it, um, it, it failed at a lot of things really hard. The music was great. That was straight out of oh, old yeah. school Godzilla. I love dun, dun, it. Dun. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. and like, and the fight they had with Godzilla was so fucking underwhelming. I don't well, know. It's, it's humans versus Godzilla. You're never gonna get a good. I, one. I think it was the right amount of whelming for me because no, it was it was like I was waiting for it to get exciting and it never did. See, I I didn't expect it to get exciting based off of the first hour. Well, that, but still though, it's like in the way their gun sound, their guns sound like cap guns. Pop, pop, yeah, pop, yeah, pop, pop, yeah. Pop, pop. It's like, uh, and it's just everything about this was so annoying. And the only thing they did right was the Godzilla roar. But the animation behind it sucked. Yeah. Like, it'd be like... Uh, oh, no. See, see, that's where I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, I really like the animation in this. I really... So, and I, I think it's a new style. Like, I haven't really watched a lot of, like, recent modern anime because I'm trying to catch up on all of, like, the old school ones that are... Not old school, but, like, And the stuff 2000s. you think is new is now five years old. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff I'm trying to catch up on right now. Um, and this is something a critique I had about uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was when he's moving, it's very fluid and there's like action kind of going, it's very fluid. But when they're talking, it's like they're dropping frames. And I think that's a purposeful style now where like, if it's not action, they're kind of cheaping out a little bit on it for an aesthetic look. Uh, And after really watching it after the first 20 minutes, I got over it really quick and I started really enjoying it. Like, um, sure, the character designs aren't the best, but like the environment in which they're in is designed really well. The whole framing of the plot is amazing. They just yeah. spend way too much time developing it when yeah. they don't have to. Like you get this because you like Superman. 
All-Star Superman. How long does it take him to do his origin? Not long. One page. Yeah. Right? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Desperate parents, exploding planet, a desperate, you know, sending the shuttle to Earth, picked up by a couple in Kansas. Like, yeah. done everything you need to know. What's there to know about Godzilla that you could have told us about this? Giant atomic monster. Humans have destroyed their own planet. They're forced to leave. They're coming back because they have nowhere else to go. You can do it in 10 minutes and just have the conflict right away. Yar, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, maybe there's something I don't understand about Godzilla that Japan really likes. And I'll be honest, I don't know enough about the Godzilla fan base to speak to it. But I will tell you, speaking as someone who has, independently of anybody, I'm talking me and a screen, having watched every Godzilla movie back to back to back to back up until about 2010, mm-hmm. um, in one go, well, not in one go, but I mean in like the say, span of a week. I was going to say, at some point. Yeah, I had to pee yeah. at some point. But in I marathoned, in as much as you can marathon, more than 25 Godzilla movies at one time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Those movies are only interesting when monster fights monster. Yep. Right. And the exception to that is when monster fights giant robot monster controlled by humans because Mecha Godzilla is my boy. Yeah. yeah. Every time the humans try and get involved, it's always with these shitty maser tanks that don't do anything or they're like trying to develop some kind of thing that ends up not mattering anyway or there's some bullshit magic with Mothra. Like, my two favorite Godzilla movies are... Uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, which I don't know if it's the exact name, but it's whatever one is was made in the 90s. And Godzilla Final Wars, where he fights every fucking monster that's ever been in a Godzilla movie yeah. ever. Yeah. You know? That's what we want. And, you know, you guys have definitely both seen the American Godzilla one from a couple years ago, right? Yeah. What are the best parts of that movie? When he's fighting the giant fucking spider, right? Yeah. yeah. Like... As cool as Aaron Taylor Johnson, I know Greg and I got big ups for that guy. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Brian Cranston are in that movie. You want to see a monster fight. And you don't get that with this. It's just humans they, versus they Godzilla. They tease you about it, too, because they mention Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla. You see his head in the background, kind of, if you <sighs> squint the right way. I can't tell you how mad I am that that didn't materialize. Yeah. Like, they could have gone with, oh, it's our last resort. And they, you know, after their entire plan fails, they realize that they've had Mechagodzilla in storage this whole time. Like, they could have pulled it out of their ass, and I wouldn't care if they gave us what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It, but, it, this was super disappointing. It was super boring. Um, I just... I'm How not going to watch it wrong? again, for sure. Yeah. I, I did like the voice acting, um, just because how stereotypical it was and awesome. Uh, oh yeah, I, I did like the animation style on it after I got used to it. Yeah, normally I hate 3D and anime, but yeah. this was well done. Yeah, it it was. They kept it stylized, which I think helped it out a lot. Cell shading never dies. Cell shading never dies ever. They've been doing it for a super long time. This was part one, which which implies, and we know there will be a part two and a part three. Are you gonna watch part two? Hell no. Yes, I might. I might. <laughs> so did you did you watch after the credits? There's a yeah. shawarma. There was. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's if you sat through twenty Earth. minutes of credits. Yeah, I fast forwarded it. So what I love about um, getting Netflix on my Apple TV is when I fast forward it, it gives me like a little like thumbnail of what goes on. 
So like when I zip all the way past it, I see like, all right, there's credits. Credits stop, but there's still 20 seconds left. Play. That's how I see if they're short right now. And uh, my my uh, Comcast, because um, through through my cable company, I can get Netflix through the, the cable box now with, with oh, the nice. same sign-in, and they, they do the same thing. So like nice. I was like, cool, let's see. And it was um, people are still on Earth, which is really cool. So I, they I they think survive. they're going to uncover Mecha Godzilla. I think I bet you it's still there. It's still functional. It's still you got to do a couple things and they'll get it fixed. I bet you that's what happens in number two. Well, they better to. because if they have another humans versus an even bigger Godzilla fight, I'm going to lose my goddamn <laughs> mind. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, but it was disappointing. I'll definitely try out part two. If part two disappoints me, I'm probably not going to do part three. Yeah. That, that's just the way the cookies got to crumble. I got a, I got a couple more beefs. I don't want to wrap this up. Just no, no. Yet. Okay. Okay. What do you got? All right. So check this out. Godzilla. What do we know about him? Lizard monster created from radiation mm -hmm. has radiation powers, pretty much an invincible, basically undestructible force. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. This one, he's like a giant plant monster. I mean, I know it's Godzilla the kid, but I'm assuming the bigger Godzilla is the same thing. Right. You know, for what little we we got of him at the at the tail end. But, you know, I, I'm also not down with this approach. And again, I don't know if this is just a, a thing with Japan, that Godzilla is also this force of nature that's like ingrained in the earth. Yeah, yeah. I like him being a man-made incident that's, like, he's a living embodiment of how, like, our hubris or how much we fucked up, yeah, yeah. you know? I, agree I don't like you. this, like, he's, like, a planetary antibody or something, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and more to that, you guys didn't watch Shin Godzilla, right? Mm -hmm. That was the... That's the latest, like, theatrical offering of Godzilla. I, yeah, I've heard of it, but I just haven't seen it. Yeah. It's freaking weird. Yeah. He's, like, this huge bioorganism that can shoot off, like... Like, you know, the birds and stuff, like the little pterodactyl monsters or whatever that were mm -hmm. flying around yeah, sure, yeah, that yeah. were like made out of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. That all comes from Shin Godzilla, too. He could do the same kind of thing where he's got like those uh, Cloverfield fleas. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they're taking Godzilla in this direction that I just don't care for. Like, I remember, you know, and Dave can attest to this, watching movies where the dude is straight up putting wrestling moves on another guy. Like, he'll grab a guy by the tail and just slam him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where's that? Like, give us the Godzilla we need. Like, we don't need a thing about, you know, the human condition and and environmental metaphors, man. We want monster smash. I mean, I mean, some people kind of need that. I don't know. That don't acknowledge that that shit's actually happening. Did we talk about Voltron on any of these? No, I haven't watched any of the Voltron. All right. First of all, the new Voltron show great. is great. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, it captures everything you want about the original and just makes it better. Yeah. That's the way that you, I don't want to say revive a franchise, but you know, there's things about something that work and that's why they work. Yeah. Don't change right. it up. You yeah. know, don't get too artsy. It's fucking Godzilla. Yeah. That's all I have to say. All right. Uh, and with that, that brings us right up to our secret question. Secret question. Nice. 
Um, so tonight we talked about current events, right? We talked about Happy Sci-Fi's uh, newest original or one of their newest original series. We also talk about Godzilla, um, which is the new Netflix movie, not a series, and was pretty underwhelming. Yar. Tonight we're going to focus on Happy for the secret question. <laughs> and you had to have seen this coming. Because you don't want to give yeah. me another 15 minutes about how I'd fix Godzilla. <laughs> Mostly because I just want to forget about Godzilla until part two happens <laughs> and hope it redeems itself. Because I, you guys know I love a good redemption story. But oh, yeah. Happy. I want you to design for the one of the other castmates here. So me, Casey, or Dave, the perfect imaginary friend. So here's what we're going to do. Um, Casey will design for Dave. Dave will design for me. And I'll design for Casey. I swear to God, if it's a tiny version of Spawn, you're losing. Teeth, <laughs> you, which will probably be at your goddamn wedding. <laughs> it wasn't going to be before. No, no. probably. I'm designing for you, Greg. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. we'll have we'll have Casey go first just to kind of. Uh. Okay. All right. I got this. So. And, and you have to name it. All right. You can name All right. It so this is this is what I'm imagining. Okay. All right. You know those sock monkey dolls? Yeah, I know. So it kind of it kind of looks like that. Yeah. Okay. But you're going with it's mankind. Got, it's got it's got flowing robes, so it almost kind of looks like a ghost, but just with a bunch of layers of clothing. And a big ass luchador mask and hair coming out of every orifice, right? Uh, and it, it kind of it's it floats and kind of stomps around, um, just trying to make its presence known. But it's got this really squeaky, like kind of Mickey Mouse kind of a voice. So it's this little imaginary friend that's trying to be bigger than it is, kind of like a tiny. Not not a tiny version of Dave, but I imagine if you took everything that's in Dave's brain and put it in a blender, that's what this tiny thing would look like. Wait, 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 wait so like, like a sock with long flowing robes? Well, it's it's like it's got kind of like one of those sock monkey heads, but okay, it kind okay. of just looks like, you know, it's it's got robes on and then a mask and long hair. So it kind of just like one flowing thing, you know? Uh, yeah. what, what are its eyes made out of? Googly eyes or buttons? No, it's LEDs. LEDs, oh god! It's yellow LEDs. Oh, there you go. That are, Jesus. that are poking out of the mask. There you go. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's like a little it's like a little spooky thing. Yeah. It's oh, I love the chat. Ocon, nurse from Animaniacs. Yeah. I fucking wish. Yeah. Uh, from the chat for <laughs> so here's what we'll do. We're, we're gonna break it up a little bit. This one, um, if chat comes up with uh, any sort of, uh, I don't know, design or whatever for the the person going through, we're gonna take an intermission. And we're going to bring that up. So we have um, Adam for me, which I haven't come up yet. But I swear to God, Dave, if you say this, I'm hanging up this call right now. Podcast over. <laughs> he says a tiny cyborg for me. That's great. Which is horrible. Um, Dave, go. So it'd definitely be a Muppet. Okay. Of some sort. Okay. Okay. Um, now, it that. wouldn't have legs. It would just have like arms pretty much and would just float everywhere for the most part. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. because obviously it has the hand in there. But somehow, Muppets have legs. No hand. It's just... This one doesn't. Okay. It's just arms and a shirt and like obviously a Muppet head. It's. 
Um, it's got it's like covered in ink and paint. Okay. Pretty much for whatever fucking reason. Um, probably because it's messy. Probably it's not. But it's like it's basically your future self that always deals with shit you're doing right now. So whenever you say that's for future Greg to worry about, that's oh, future, future Greg. Greg. Just <laughs> it just takes just all continuously your shit. fucked up and cut in half because of whatever. Yeah, whatever he's I'm just doing now. <laughs> he's just fucked up. He has like like you know he has like freaking like like seams yeah. missing, an eyeball like popping that's out. Funny. You know what I mean? He's always covered in ink and like some type of paint because you're always doing artsy stuff. Yeah. You know, he's just future Greg, but he's nice and chipper. He's like, well, if I can't, if I can handle this, no, so he's, can Greg. he's he's nice and chipper. Because whatever's happening to him is make it even worse for future future Greg, and he has a imaginary <laughs> friend. That's it's just a little condition. chain. <laughs> that's so perfect. Um, that's that's fucking awesome. Uh, it'd be great though if his legs were sentient as well, and they were really um, had the mind of one of my brothers. That's also from Full Metal Alchemist. Huh. You're welcome. Um. All right, so that's my turn now for Casey. I am going to say he um, was an ex-cop who found out that his lover was his wife was having an affair. No, that's not that's not right. Sorry, it's been a while since I read or watched anything Spawn related. <laughs> um, so Casey's imaginary friend would be an imp from the fifth dimension. I've got my own Mixel Spitlick. You got your own Batmite or Mixel Spitlick. Um, but it looks a lot like Casey, except for a giant head, tiny body, glasses, everything, like almost like a caricature. Um, and it's really his train of thought. And that's the, that's why Casey can be forgetful at times because Casey's in the uh-huh. middle of doing something, but then little Casey just goes like, "Oh, what's this over here?" And they go on this like little crazy side adventure. We both look at the same time, <laughs> like, "Huh, neat." Um, it, except for being like a person, though, I would say it's probably like a cat, cat Casey of some kind. That's what I'm envisioning, but still wears like the flannel and the glasses and all that. Um button for an eye buttons for eyes uh, but but one of them is missing <laughs> and you're they're perpetually looking for it and if you try to put another button on that it just won't do it's no good <laughs> so i guess i'm thinking like cat ragdoll casey doppelganger is what i'm thinking okay yeah yeah that's um i don't have an i know i know he said name them but i don't have a name for any of them i'm gonna call it name it confusion that's your Ra- nah, random happenstance. Random happenstance. <laughs> random task. <laughs> <laughs> no, his 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 name is Who um, throws a shoe? Honestly. Honestly. His, his name is Adam. But with two D's. And they're capitalized. A D D Nice. Got him. Nailed it. Nailed it. Up and Adam. Um yeah, and Boulevard Gaming is saying a Palico, just because Monster Hunter is out now, and we're we're ah. all made of hunting monsters. Uh, and with that, that is officially all of the time 
that we have for tonight. This has been issue number 131 of the Bad Code Effective Podcast. I want to go ahead and take a moment Woo! to thank everyone for hanging out with us in chat today. We had Ocon, we had uh, Soul Gettle Guy, we had Boulevard Gaming, um, we had a new person come in, uh, Carolus. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Forever, however brief. Uh, remember, if you want to come and partake in the secret question, part of the conversation, remind us for things that are going on, you can do that each and every Thursday night here at twitch.tv slash Bad Cody Funky. We uh, we hit the live button at 10 p.m. Whether you see our faces at 10 p.m. or not is a different story completely. It's usually not too far after that. Um, we super appreciate everyone for coming on by and listening as well. We had a really good month last month, and this month is uh, February is continuing to look really good. So um, we appreciate everyone spreading uh, the word on this. We don't pay for really any sort of advertisement, so we rely on you guys uh, for all that. So. We appreciate it. You can follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, hopefully soon Spotify Podcasts because we applied for that. Uh, and if you're going to be at PAX East this year, probably gonna, I'm going to be there. We'll be there. Dave's going to be there. I think Serge is going to be there. Casey won't be there. So. Oh, what? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Casey might be there. He might be there. We should get a cardboard cutout of Casey and carry it with us. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though. Adam will be there. A-D-D-A-M, his imaginary friend. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there. Uh, remember, uh, you know, feel free if you like as well. Don't want to pressure you. Don't want to pressure any of that. But if you want to go ahead and leave us a little rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, if Google Play does ratings, I don't know. Please do that. We have a couple in there already. We super appreciate it. Um, until then, we will see you next time, or we will see you another time. <laughs>